Running is not meant to be stressful, and it doesn't have to be complicated. It's meant to bring us joy, clarity, and confidence. That's why I'm on a mission to teach you how I keep running simple and help you find your inner grit. Let's put an end to the idea that running is just one more weight loss strategy, because the truth is, running can actually be your ticket to a happier, more fulfilled life. By the way, this misconception that running is only meant for certain people, that the ability to run is something you either have or you don't, well, this just isn't true. Running has nothing to do with ability and everything to do with confidence. So follow me while I show you how to run your happy life. Welcome to the Run Your Happy Life podcast. I'm Tina, and I absolutely love today's topic, you guys. Today, I am 100% going to talk about productivity, which is something I'm super passionate about because I need all the tips and advice myself on how to be more productive and more efficient with my time, and I'll go into that in a little bit, Um, but also how to avoid having a bad day and kind of allowing a bad day or a bad moment in your day to deter the rest of your day and set the tone for how you continue on. So I'm really, really grateful to be able to share that with you guys today. Um, I will give you a quick update. Let's see, when I'm recording this, it's the end of July, which means I have recently finished wrapping up our latest challenge, our summer challenge, the five-day challenge, and I have my newest team members that'll be starting next week with the Prep Me program, which means 10 weeks from next week, they're going to be running 3.1 miles, which is always super exciting. That should be in October. So I'm really happy for them, really pumped for them. We kick off this weekend. My current runners, my soulmates, are still in training for their 5K and 10K races that they've chosen in October, many of them doing the Wicked 10K and 5K in Virginia Beach, which is so fun, that's where I live. And so many soulmates are actually traveling here from out of town to join us in Virginia Beach. And many of our runners are already close to Virginia Beach or live in Virginia Beach, so we'll be able to make that race as well. We've been um, talking about our idea of having like a team costume, having a team uh, theme that we run with whenever we do run, so that's been exciting. More details on that to come. You guys will definitely have to check us out if you're not one of our runners in October to see what we decided to come up with. Mike and I, on the other hand, are currently returning to Virginia Beach from so many travels, so many travels in July. Not really planned, which is so us. If you know us, then you're not surprised by this at all. In the beginning of July, we had plans on heading to Pennsylvania to go camping at Ohio Powell. For anyone who has been there, it's close to where we grew up in Carmichael's, Pennsylvania, both of us. And so we went there for a weekend early in July. And then from there, we went to visit family in Pennsylvania. We stayed in Carmichael's where we're from for a little bit. And then decided that since we were so close to my sister-in-law and her family in Cleveland, that we were going to swing over there for a few days. So we left Pennsylvania, headed to Cleveland, and then back to Pennsylvania. Instead of going straight back to Virginia Beach, we went back to Pennsylvania and then ended up stopping in Charlottesville, Virginia to see 
um, my sister and her fiance on our way home. So we stayed there for a weekend and what's really fun about that, my sister and her fiance gave us a like a couple's weekend gift for my birthday. And so what happens whenever she does that, which is like the best gift, I swear, is she takes the kids and they hang out and we get a hotel room in Charlottesville and we get to do things like explore in the mountains to go running on the trails. We've been mountain biking before. And so Mike and I get to, you know, have a grown-ups weekend and the kids get to have the best time with their aunties. And it's just, it literally is the best gift that she could give us. It's such a great way to, for Mike and I to reconnect because life is crazy. And every time we try to do this, at least, I mean, we've done this uh, in Charlottesville a couple of times because it's been offered to us. And we were like, yes, we'll do it. Before that, we tried to every summer go on some sort of trip. And um, we've been to, you know, lots of different places. But here's what I want to say about this, because I think it's important if it's something that, you know, you, you all have ever been feeling as far as needing to reconnect with maybe a significant other or a family member is just getting away from your house. Uh, we've tried the staycation thing numerous times, and it is great. Like, we do love the staycation. We live in Virginia Beach. We literally, our house is, I don't know, 1.2 miles, 1.3 miles from the ocean. So, and we have a bike path that goes all the way there. So we have, a, you know, 100% a vacation-ready location where we live. But when you are home, there's just something about always looking around and seeing the things that need to get done, things you want to take care of, things that, you know, need your attention. And it's really hard to actually disconnect and connect with those around you when you're at home. It's just, it's just reality. And so, you know, we essentially ended up spending almost one month away from our home in July. And while it was definitely hard, we were sleeping in different places, you know, we didn't have our routines. There were definitely challenges to that. There were moments where it was so nice to not have to worry about things going on in your home. Like the most I had to worry about really was, you know, food that my kids were eating and laundry, which I was only, you know, keeping up with the laundry that we were wearing when we were there. It wasn't, you know, the overload of everything that's going on here. So it was so nice to be able to get away and not think about the stuff going on here. And so back to, you know, why it's so helpful for us to have, you know, alone time, I guess. I know that sounds kind of weird, but um, time away from our kids and distractions is, it, you know, it really allows you to remember why, you know, you are on this journey together in the first place to reconnect. And I know that sounds so cliche and so corny, but it's 100% true. Every time we do this, I'm like, wow, like, I really like you. You know, when we are home and dealing with, we've got all this stuff going on at home, it's hard to get caught up in the, the, you know, there's resentments about all the things that need done and feeling like, are you getting enough help? And um, going back and forth about the who does what, like it's natural, it's normal and it happens a lot. And it's hard for you to connect when all those things are going on. And I remember this is going to sound so weird. You guys are going to say, why is she talking about this? Because I think it's, I think it's important and I'll never forget it. And I wasn't married. I wasn't even, I was very young when I heard this, but I remember watching Dr. Phil all the time. I've always been fascinated by psychology and the mind and, how, and relationships. And I remember him saying to a couple who was on stage with him about them fighting. And, you know, the one of the partners in the relationship was unfaithful and, you know, was seeking attention outside of the relationship. And I remember Dr. Phil saying, like, are you 
are you crazy? Don't you know that life is hard? Life is hard with anybody. The reason that, you know, infidelity happens is because people are trying to escape just life in general that's hard and you think that, you know, you want to blame the person for all of the craziness going on in your life, but oftentimes life is hard, life is crazy, and it's easy to point the finger at your partner or whoever you're going through life with and say like, well, if you did this better, it wouldn't be so hard, or if you worked on this, it wouldn't be so hard. And so there's this this idea of this fantasy of, well, if I was with someone else, life would be easier. Um, And maybe that's true, I'm sure it's true in some situations, but the majority of situations, it's just a matter of navigating the tough parts of life and and realizing that it's hard no matter what, and it's hard for everybody, honestly. Is there an imbalance? I'm sure, but oftentimes we tend to overinflate what we feel like we're taking on and to minimize what maybe our partner in a relationship is taking on. And um, I'm speaking this from personal experience because if you really were to sit down and think about and talk about all the things that get done on a daily basis, it might be more, you know, closer than you think it just feels like so much and i'm sharing this because i know so many people have you know vented to me and you know feeling very similarly and so i do think that taking time to step away from obligations and remembering what made you connect in the first place is so important and again this is with a significant other or just with any family member that you feel like you know you need to reconnect with a sibling or a parent or a child even i mean even that right like for anybody who has kids like the idea when you're home you have all these obligations and your your kids aren't you know helping or you know stepping away from all of that and allowing yourself to connect with them can also be super beneficial so I highly recommend it if it's something that you haven't done in a while or if you're feeling like you're in a rough spot or you're feeling some resentment or frustration for anyone around you and you want to reconnect, just get away from your house. (laughs) I know that sounds kind of bad, but really just get away from all of the stuff, all of the work, all of the stuff. And it's pretty crazy what you discover. So that's my relationship advice for the day. Moving on to why we're here in the first place, what I really wanted to talk about, the procrastination, productivity, the whole idea of how to stop having a bad day. And I needed this so badly. Sorry, guys, I'm still drinking coffee. It's early here while I'm recording this. I so badly needed this and I actually stumbled upon it on Instagram. One of the people that I follow, she talks about decluttering a lot and talking about simplifying your life to simplify your life. And it was a reel that she created and I was like, oh my gosh, I need this so badly. And I screenshot it and I sent it to people and I was like, we need this. And it's so simple, but it was just the idea that your day can be broken down into quarters, four quarters. I mean, there are lots of different ways to break it down. And when you really search it, and I did a Google search for breaking down your day into into different sections or quarters, it was pretty overwhelming with the amount of ways you can break down your day. And and certainly it could be based on your work day, you know, breaking it down differently. But in general, I think that if you were able to break your day down into four quarters, like a football game, right? You have four quarters. It's is so much more manageable mentally and emotionally to think about getting through the different quarters of your day. Not just about like, okay, well this quarter was bad, but I can still start over the next quarter. Like that's huge. But even so, as far as planning your day, like what is your day going to look like? So I personally really resonated with the whole four quarters of the, 
four quarters of the day, breaking the day down into a morning, a midday, an afternoon, and an evening. And why did I find this revelation so <laughs> impactful to me? Because I have a habit of if something goes wrong in the morning, if my morning is not the way that I want it to be, I feel like the day is shot. The day is over. I failed. I'll try again tomorrow. And that's a whole day, right, of, of dragging around that negativity of things didn't go my way. And I blame myself, of course. You should have woken up earlier. You should have done this first. You should have gotten your run in. I know that many of my runners are probably listening to this. Well, what if instead of that, we looked at the day and we used it for planning purposes and decided, you know, often we plan which day of the week we're running, but what if we also decided which quarter of the day we're running? What quarter of the day are we going to run? Are we doing it in the morning? Are we doing it midday, lunchtime, in the afternoon, or in the evening? And you know, stopped having the guilt the rest of the day for either what you haven't done yet or what you missed doing, you know, in the morning or the previous quarter. Like what if we just, even if you did miss a morning run, even if you, you wanted to do it in the morning and you slept in or whatever happened and you, you missed it, instead of that being like so impactful throughout the rest of your day, you said, okay, well, I'm moving my run to um, quarter three or moving my run to quarter two today. And that's what you plan for the rest of the day. And Or you think, you know, you get up and you're frustrated and you have so much to do. Why don't you break it into what can I do during which quarter of the day? For me, I often, I get caught in this cycle of, you know, I'm on summer break as a school counselor, so I don't have schoolwork. But this running program is very important to me and all of the things that I wanna do with it, you know, I put a lot of pressure on myself to get them done in the summer, of course, because I'm not doing my school counselor job. So what happens is I get up in the morning. I tr if I get up early enough, I run before my kids wake up. That's my goal. And then I get started. I sit down at my desk. I get coffee and I sit down at my desk and I say to myself like, okay, what am I going to get done today? Well, here's what happens. Usually in the middle of my first hour of doing any type of work and it takes me some time to kind of get into it my kids wake up and you know they want they want breakfast and I want to greet them and I want to ask them how they slept and all of those things so it gets interrupted and and so you know I just you know sporadically jump in the, into my quote-unquote office and try to do things here and there as the day goes on but it's always broken apart by you know, things that it should be broken apart by, you know, interjecting from the kids. The kids want me to, you know, will you play this with me? Can I show you what I made? And, um, you know, making lunch and all those things. And so I get frustrated and overwhelmed, like, oh, I can't get anything done. And meanwhile, I spent so much time during the day of working here and there and working on this and that, but not really accomplishing a whole lot, just kind of putting band-aids on things is what it feels like. But what if instead I looked at my day in quarters and I decided I'm going to work in quarter two today. I'm going to work. I'm going to set aside the time to get this work done. And other than that, when quarter two is over, when quarter two ends, then I'm done. I'm walking away and whatever it is, it is. So I stop piecing things together and coming back. And I think that this can be so effective. I'm going to use it even when I get, you know, back to my school counselor job because it's very similar to a strategy called chunking, right? Where you chunk work into different parts and you give yourself a, a chunk of time to work on a specific task. And then when the chunk, the time is over, you're done for the day and you move on. And I think that, you know, that idea, wrapping my mind around the whole idea of this is what I'm gonna spend this chunk of time on, this is what I wanna focus on each quarter, will be so 
stress relieving for me because it won't be trying to band-aid all the things or like throw a run in here or you know try to make a phone call here like I'm going to section my day off and say I'm going to get this done during quarter one I'm going to do this during quarter two and so like for me today my first quarter and I should back up for a second your quarters can be broken into whatever hours work for you like I've seen a lot of examples of like quarter one is from six or five to nine and I'm like no that's not really gonna do it for me um, but for me I might do quarter one is from I would say maybe seven to ten or seven to eleven I would call quarter one for me and today for instance I'm going to work from seven to probably eleven that's probably what I'm going to do. And then I'm done. I'm done, done, done. Then I'm taking my kids uh, roller skating and, you know, the rest of the things. My quarter, the re my quarters for the rest of the day are already filled up with all the things that I want to do outside of just getting some work done. And I feel so much better about that because I can focus on this one thing throughout that time and then let it go. So I don't know if anybody else is like me. I think that this, this strategy would be amazing to use at work too, similarly to chunking, like I mentioned. You know, um, if there's a, t a task specifically that you avoid a lot at work, something that you need to be done, you know, checking your email, spreadsheets, making phone calls, whatever it is, I would chunk your day the same way if possible. I know that there are, you know, often obligations, meetings, things that you have to be at, but for the most part, chunk your day into maybe three sections of the day and force yourself to get all those things that you're avoiding done in quarter one of your work day. And then, you know, when you do that, it's going to kind of free up the rest of your day. And even if those things don't go so well, right? This is kind of what we talked about in the beginning. Even if, you know, you feel like it was a bad quarter, you get to restart and have a, a different rest of your day, a different rest of your quarter. So if quarter one was kind of yucky, you had to make some phone calls you didn't want to make, or you had to check your email and it's so monotonous, but you got it done. You know, get up in between quarters, give yourself some time to take a break, to stretch, to get a drink, make some coffee if you want, kind of celebrate that you wrapped up a quarter and then get yourself pumped up for the next quarter and going into the next thing that you're going to do. Now, here is where I feel like, you know, like this was also an aha moment to me. I know that I need to spend some time, which I haven't done this yet because I wanted to share this so, so badly that I recorded a podcast before I even sat down and processed how I will use this most intentionally, but I have struggled many of you who listen to me know that I've struggled with guilt. I struggle with a lot of guilt. It's just natural. I don't know. It comes so easy to me to, to feel guilty about a lot of things. Um, you know, when I'm working too much, I feel guilty about home life. When I'm spending all my time in home life, I feel guilty that I'm, there's work that I should be doing. Like I will find a way to feel guilty, whatever it is. And, uh, so I really need to sit down and think about what is most important to me in a day, right? Like I need to do some journaling as far as what would make me feel like I have the most fulfilled day and realistically, and not, not specific tasks, but what would make me feel good about my day? Like connecting with my family. So connecting with my kids and connecting with my husband is a priority for me. Um, spending some time alone, focusing on myself, which would be, you know, my running or, um, stretching, haha, <laughs> no, really, I'm trying to stretch more. My running and stretching would be a great way to spend some time on myself. That's important to me. Um, spending some time making headway with this running program and spending some time 
kind of sorting out things in my home to help my home make to help make my home run more efficiently. So those are some things like if I had an ideal day, I'd be able to spend some time on that. Now I have to be realistic about what time, you know, I allot to certain things. Like obviously the most important thing to me is connecting with my family. So I need to make sure that I'm allowing you know, time in my quarters of the day to connect with family and whatever that looks like. Maybe it's, you know, um, like today we're going to go roller skating or maybe it's going for a walk. Maybe it's building Legos. Maybe it's playing pretend, which is my least favorite activity to do, by the way. Um, Grayson loves to play pretend and I really have to pump myself up to do things like that. I'm like, oh my gosh, if I could pick one thing that I... <laughs> I hate to say this, but that I really don't like playing. It's pretend. Playing pretend is really hard for me. Um, give me some Legos. I'll build Legos all day long. Give me some coloring. Give me some, you know, I don't know. Anything that's not, you know, holding up a Barbie or a superhero and making it talk. Like, that drives me nuts. But, you know, the things that we do for our kids. Anyway, finding that time to connect. Finding that time to connect with myself. Finding that time to make my life function, simplify my life and help it function more efficiently. Like those things are important to me and I enjoy them. And if I allow myself to have those moments in my day, then I think I'll feel a lot better. Now talk to me whenever school starts again and I'm back in the driver's seat of being a school counselor and a mom and a running coach and um, a wife and all those things. And I'm sure I'm going to break my day up differently. Like I'm sure many of you are probably hearing this right now saying, yeah, must be nice to not have to work in the summer. And, and it, it, it really is. But the challenge with that is it's it's a whole transition period of changing from one job to the other especially if you have kids changing from you know i'm i have a full-time job and this is when i focus on my students and this is what my day looks like to swapping completely and then being 100 percent of the time um, a mom and a wife and taking care of your house and your house helping your house function all of those things so it's a huge transition and that is that is I would have to say the most difficult part is transitioning to and from the roles that you play in the summer. Now, that happens even with people who work all year long, right? You transition into the summertime when your kids aren't at school or summer sports and winter sports, there's, there are always transitions happening. So revisiting the whole idea of what's important to me in a day, what can I get done? But I guarantee you, whenever I start back to work in September, my job outside of the home, there will be so much less focusing on my house. That will be the first to go because it's just not high on my priority list. So that will be the first to go. And so I do like to take time on the weekends or in the summer trying to simplify. And you guys know for me, simplifying means getting rid of stuff, getting rid of things that I don't want to mess with anymore so that my life can function more smoothly whenever things get more difficult. But this idea of breaking your day down into quarters was extremely helpful to me mentally. And I think... I will make a visual, you know, I'm going to write down, you know, basically like I want to break, visibly break down a day into quarters and figure out what time slots work best for me. I plan on doing that. And then again, listing my priorities of what do I hope to accomplish in a day. Now that probably changes day to day. And so maybe you want to do something more along the lines of what do I want to accomplish in a week? So for my runners, you have three runs that you want to accomplish. Well, you can choose the day that you want to accomplish that. And then even more so break it down into what part of the day would you like to what chunk of the day, what quarter of the day would you like to get your runs done? And so I think that being able to break down your day just like we break down our week can be, it can be hugely motivating and help with productivity because you're focusing on kind of 
what's important in that quarter. Now, do things happen periodically throughout? Of course. I, I said I'm going to work today from 7 to 11. I wanted this to be a big chunk of time to work today, but my kids are going to wake up probably in the next 30 minutes and <laughs> they're going to want my time and need some things and that's okay, but I'll try to remind them, set my boundaries of I'm going to be working until this time, get some sort of visual timer um, to help them understand that, you know, I need to make this part of my day. Now, if you struggle with this even at work, I talked about visual timers. I'm a school counselor. Lots of students use them. I use them sometimes. A visual timer can also be helpful whenever you are trying to stay on track and get something done, right? Whether it's at home, whether it's at work, whatever it is, that task that you need to get done, set a timer and allow yourself to work in that quarter on those tasks that you need. And just whenever it's done, it's done. You don't go back to it. You set the boundary of, I decided to do this. I want it to be done now. And you move on. You move on. And that's with anything, even cleaning your house. Set a timer. Decide you're going to dedicate so much time to cleaning your house. Maybe you're going to give yourself 30 to 45 minutes. 30 minutes sounds better. <laughs> you're going to give yourself 30 minutes to do a quick run through. Or maybe you're just going to focus on the kitchen. Set the timer and then let it go. Doesn't that feel so good to think of that? Like, I'm not going to stress about it anymore. I'm just going to let it go. So break your day down into chunks, break it into quarters, and realize you get a fresh start every quarter. You get a fresh start every quarter. What do you want to happen this quarter? What do you want to what do you want to accomplish? And let go of the quarter that wasn't your favorite. Okay, we're moving on. I'm going to try to be more focused next quarter. I'm going to try to be more connected next quarter. Whatever it is that you feel like you need, focus on it in that quarter of time, that chunk of time. So I hope this was helpful to you. I know that I gave you a lot of ideas today. I hope that, you know, when you're listening to this, I hope that maybe you think of one of them and you hold on to it. The best thing that you can do is put it into action right away. Don't allow yourself to get overwhelmed by trying to do all of the things that I talked about, you know, the journaling, the timers, the chunking, the quarters. Pick one that felt like it resonated with you and write it down. Do it now. Like if you're not driving or if you're not running or when you get home, whatever it is, take out a piece of paper and write down what you want to do, what you want to take away from this specific episode and how it can help you. Because the quicker we put it into action, the most likely that we will be to use it and for it to be helpful for us. So don't let it go by the wayside. If you think that this could be game changing for you as well, take out a piece of paper. Even if you draw a picture, make a few notes. What is one thing that you want to use that you heard today that you think might help you? Help you mentally, emotionally with your productivity, um, with your motivation, with your procrastination, whatever it is, write it down and hang it up or put it somewhere where you'll see it again so that you can put it into action today. And if not today, maybe first thing tomorrow. And that's how, you know, what's the phrase? If you don't use it, you lose it. 100% true. So try to put into action today, which I'm going to do as soon as I finish wrapping up this podcast. I'm going to get out my paper and structure my day and write down the things that I plan to do differently so that I can have feel more productive, more connected, and more at peace with just the functioning of daily life. Because like I said in the beginning, life is hard. Life is hard. We have to use all the tips and tricks that we have at our disposal. And my favorite one is making sure you carve time for yourself and get your run in. It is, to me, hands down, the best thing that I do for my productivity, for my efficiency, for my creativity, running. Where do all these ideas come from? Running. Where do all of my organizational thoughts come from? Running. 
I solve all of my problems while I'm out on a run and I come home feeling so much better, so much happier, and I swear, sometimes even if I'm not allowed to run because it's, it's not on the plan, I just go outside for a walk because it gives me similar effects. Time to myself, time to breathe, time to organize my thoughts, and it just helps me to set up my day. Now, I don't always do it in the first quarter, which is my plan, but if I don't, it's okay. I'm gonna pick the quarter I wanna do it in and I'm gonna show up and it's gonna be part of my plan. I love you guys. Thank you for hanging out with me. I hope you have the best day. I hope you have had a great run if you're listening to me on your run today. And I hope to connect with you all soon. I'll be going live next Wednesday, which will be the first week in August on my Facebook page. And that's for anybody. I will encourage my runners to be there. But even if you're not running with us, you're not on our team, I will be live publicly on my Facebook page, Tina Repa Running, Wednesday at 8 p.m. And um, I'll be sharing all kinds of good tips and tricks for you guys to help you stay out there, stay motivated, keep running, and help you love yourself and love your life. All right, you guys, have a great rest of your day, and I'll see you soon. Thanks for listening, guys. Remember, if you heard something that resonated with you or something you think someone else needs to hear, make sure you share this episode. You can carry on the conversation by joining the Run Your Happy Life Facebook group or by following me on Instagram at Run with Tina Reppa. Send me a DM and let me know what you'd like to hear more about. I'm on a mission to turn non-runners into runners and doubters into believers. So if this is you, be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Until next time, go get uncomfortable and chase that sunshine. <laughs>